Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. This is the Abby Normal Podcast, here to tell you that you're weird and that's normal. We've already dug into my middle school notes to explore the depths of teen horniness and flirting. But one of the goals of all of that was to land a solid relationship. So what were we looking for in a partner? I'll tell you. First, looks. He is so fine and his butt is perfect. Don't make fun of it. Oh, but Abby, he's so fine and buff. Secondly, we're looking for someone who will treat you well. Charlie and Ryan are both so sweet. I'm kind of starting to like Vince. He has a lot of class. Mark called me and he's going to make me a Christmas present. He treats me like he cares about me. And ultimately, I want a relationship that will go somewhere. Today we're going to talk to some friends about dating as adults and see if what they look for is similar to what these tweens wanted. And I want to know how they met that special someone. When I was a kid, we met at school, church, concerts, parties, roller skating or rollerblading. But one big thing took over in the mid-90s. You know what it is, the internet. All of our love stories today involve the internet, but maybe not in the ways that you would assume. We're going to talk to Letty first. Considering her pet tarantula and intense love for bats, I was very curious about what kind of person she was attracted to. That's a really tough question. I don't think I have a type. Awkward. That's my type. You like awkward guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my type. (laughs) Awkward of all races and ages. I was like, ooh, there's something (laughs) weird about you. And that's my, like, ooh, I want to know what it is. Yeah. So. I get that. Mm Mm-hmm. It's awkward. I definitely like weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward and weird, but not racist, not rude, not mean. No. Uh Uh-uh. And not a gym rat. Because I'm not. And I don't want to feel pressured. You could be amazing, all chiseled, and just bring me Cheetos after the gym. Mm -hmm. And I'll be happy. True love. Yeah. (laughs) Just just don't try to make me go to the gym with you. Yeah. And it'll be cool. Yeah. I don't have a type. I wish I had one because I'd be able to narrow it down. Right, exactly. The world and is know your where to look. Have you done internet dating? I did. It and was so much fun. Yeah? Loved it. I feel like I would like it. Yeah. I mean, you get to meet new people all the time. Right. Like just all the time. Yeah. Every single time. Learn something new. See new places. Every single time. It's like, where, where, where do you want to go? I was like... I don't know. What's your area look like? Right. Because I've been to all the bars in my neighborhood. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep, I want to explore more. I remember I just found so many cool spots, met mm-hmm. so many cool people. But eh. but what happened? I want to see if money. the one. Yeah, but like, why'd you stop doing it? Because aren't you just like supposed to keep doing it for forever till you meet your soulmate? Uh, maybe that's when I met the one I thought would be a soulmate. Ah, uh, yeah. But it wasn't through online dating. 
It was the bar. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best place. I <laughs> saw a graph today and it was all the ways that people meet mm-hmm. their partner over time, like from the 40s until now. Yeah. And of course, it's like all the ways have crashed and then internet dating is like all the way up. Yeah. Like most people meet that way now. And I think, and I think it's really cool. I, I don't bash it at all in any way. I am pro online dating. I don't know why I'm not on it right now. I don't judge people for doing it, obviously, but I'm kind of sad that that's the way we meet a partner now. Right. Just because I feel like you miss just by the act of like looking at a picture and deciding whether or not you're mm-hmm. going to go out with someone, that's not a good criteria right. for a partner at all. <laughs> you know, a lot of the people I went out with, and I'm saying a lot, um, I never had a picture on my profile. So when they reached out to me, I don't even know why they reached out to me because I never had a picture on my profile. Really? Yeah. You must have written something really interesting. No, it was a period that said, hi there. <laughs> it said, hi there with a hi period. Hi there with a period. And no picture. And like a ton of spaces because it's supposed to be like a hundred character minimum. And you actually went on dates with people that contacted. Yeah. They were insane people. They were insane. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was great because I, I knew that they weren't reaching out to me because they just saw a picture. But they weren't even reaching out to you because of your personality I, I think they either. were just doing like, it's a statistics thing. I'm just going right. to email like 500 people. And of those 500 people, someone is bound to answer. Oh my gosh. This is why it's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. And then I answered and then we chat and it'd be fun. Stupid texting back and forth. And at some point it's like, hey, well, do you have a picture? I was like, oh yeah, I do. Now you can have a picture. Now you can have a picture. (laughs) (laughs) And then they were like, oh. (laughs) They're like, oh, you know. And then suddenly they go, you know, they ghost me. And then then that was it. Um, But it was fun. I I thought it was entertaining. If anything, online dating is just entertainment value. Yeah. That's all it is. At least for me, you can't go in there seriously hoping to find the one. You might get lucky. I don't know. That's just not the approach I took. Would you date someone that's outside of your region? Why not? <laughs> well, that to me, that's the beauty yeah. of internet dating is that you don't have to just be looking at your local bars. Right. Look at the local bars in Chicago and see what's out there, mm-hmm. you know? I actually did that. Um, whenever I had to go out and visit family and I wanted some time away from family, I just look up, turn on my app and find who's in the area and go out, have fun, <laughs> go out for drinks. Letty, where are you going? Oh, drinks with a friend. <laughs> to hang out with a stranger. Hang out with, you know, a long, long friend I haven't seen in a long time. <laughs> you know, and it's just entertaining when you're bored. Yeah. Clearly, Letty is one of those weirdos that enjoys internet dating. But that doesn't mean that everything has gone smoothly for her. Let's hear about her worst online date. It didn't start off as being the worst. It just ended in me being not disappointed, but just a little confused on why this person was out with me. Okay. Towards the end of the night, it ended in him yelling at a bartender saying, you know, the white man is being attacked. Oh, dear. (laughs) In a very ethnic bar. (laughs) And then me... Uh, visibly looking Latina, Latina. lady. <laughs> you know, you, you don't look at me and, and are confused. You know, I might be white or something. No, you look at me and it's safe to assume that I'm Mexican or of some other 
mm-hmm. Latin origin. Mm-hmm. You went to a couple of bars and you had fun. Yes. And then where did it go downhill? It went downhill when he put his car down and sure, the bartender was just being a little mean and just kind of called out something along the lines of, I hate when people do this because he put his car down. Which in my mind is, well, I put my car down. That's the international sign of I'm done. And it is whenever you get to it. Yes. There I mean, I've is. never been a bartender, so maybe it is rude. But to me, that's standard. Like, hey, I'm ready to pay yeah. whenever you are, mm-hmm. you know. It's not like he, you know, lifted the car in the air and waved it and pointed like rush over here. <laughs> right. Did he like snap his fingers? You know, none of that. <laughs> no, it was just put the car down and we continue talking. Okay. And she said something snippy. And she said something snippy. But at that point, you know, if she's being snippy and he's a guy, I also think that there's this like, well, you don't fight back with them. You just let it go. and like, okay, well. We just won't give you a tip, and that's it. Yeah. And then you walk away. That's all there is to it. And then you give it's him a bad hard. Yelp review or something. Right. Done. Okay, so then what did he say? So he started arguing with the bartender and, like, high voice yelling, no. I want to talk to your manager, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, whoever was right or wrong, they just both took it the completely wrong direction. Yeah. And I'm just imagining, this is the first time you're hanging out with me. And you're acting like this. And you're acting like this. Yeah. And you're treating women like this. And you're being overdramatic about little snippy comment that someone else said. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he starts yelling that the white man is being attacked. They, they, he's not going to stand up for that. And and so then I, that was it for me. And I said, thank you very much. Okay. One thing that you need to know about Letty here. Professionally, she's in learning and development, and she's taught classes about unconscious bias. So she goes above and beyond in her efforts to help this guy. And at one point, I thought, okay, you know, this is, uh, I have a captive audience, maybe time to do mm-hmm. a teaching moment. Right. And I remember just having this conversation, thinking, like, maybe there's a way that I can get through and realizing after a while that I couldn't. Just a simple... Maybe that wasn't the best way to address that problem in the moment. You know, yelling at them only proves their point. Yeah. Well, they shouldn't have done it in the first place. Okay, well, that wasn't the way to teach. And I thought, well, you know, you could have just called the next day and spoken to the manager where they would have been willing to listen, not in the middle of a busy night. And while you're on a date. And while you're on a date. Yeah. Um, It's not a good look, bro. Yeah, yeah. Also had an argument for that. And what was the third thing? I remember trying to come at it in different angles. Not a you're racist, but this is just <laughs> racist behavior. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I don't want to title it that way because then it wouldn't stick. But more of this is not how I'm just like. Non-racist non- people act. <laughs> Non-rude people. Okay. Right. right like right. just coming rude. at it at a. <laughs> That was just a little rude. Uh-huh. You know, maybe maybe you need a little bit more of a personal approach. No, no. Okay, well, if that didn't work, maybe you're not the type of person that is going to listen to anything I say ever. Right. Because of whatever reason. Yeah. What's that? Okay, well, it's time for me to go. Bye. So oblivious. Yeah, I don't think he understood. That you can't be an a-hole on yeah. a date. And right. then get another one? Mm-hmm.
Bridget has also done a lot of online dating with mixed results. She had a big wake-up call when she turned 35. From October 31st, when I was 34, to November 1st, turning 35, my Match.com profile took a, like, 50% nosedive. No. Yeah. So I am living proof of that whole age, you know, like... People will be like, yeah, you know, uh, I will date somebody up to a certain age and boom, that's it. Oh my you gosh. Know, people who were showing up the week before on my profile, like not even close. Now 34 was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I was getting a lot of hits, but 35, it was like a different story. Okay. So wait, so, you know, when you like set up your profile, it gives you like age ranges, yeah. right? You select. Yeah. So I'm guessing there's one that's like, whatever it is, 29 to 34 and yeah. then 35 to whatever. Yeah, 35 so. to 40. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. Um, But I mean, people can still pop up. It's just, you know, I, I don't know if they, if it's an algorithm, if they have to hit another, you know, a, a certain number of other preferences or whatever. Regardless, that was um a sobering moment for me. Um, <laughs> Oh, geez. So I move out here and I think, well, California, new start. And I worked a lot. I traveled a ton. Um, So I didn't have a lot of time for dating. I didn't take it too, too seriously. But from 35 to 40, I was on Bumble and on OkCupid. And I went speed dating. And oh my gosh, I got hooked up with friends and blind dates and Everything, I became the girl at the office who everybody would grab their coffee on Monday morning and run over to my desk because they wanted to hear a Bridget story. Yeah. Oh my God. Tell me, <laughs> tell me everything. And <laughs> about your, all of your dates, all of my weird, weird. ass <laughs> dates. Okay. I mean, wow. <laughs> there were, I had a guy who, um, I met at a bar, you know, because I learned fairly quickly, you have a coffee or a drink and you're out. Okay. Like, no more. But fairly early on, I met a guy who was, I think he was Dutch. I don't know. English was not his first language. Regardless, he showed up and it, it occurred to me, oh, that's not a question they ask on Match.com. Do you speak English? I mean, the guy did not speak English. Oh, no. He didn't. But that was fine. I mean, he could get by, but it was troubling. Um, it was a challenge. So awkward. So if, you're, if you don't know what you're getting yourself into. So I showed up about 10 minutes before he did, and I ordered the drink of the day, which was like champagne and vodka. Oh, dear. And like honey or something. It was called like... A honey drop. So guy comes and he orders a drink and we're trying to have a conversation and I suffer from like, I can't get out of situation syndrome. Uh So he asks me if I want another drink and I think, okay, all right. It's, it's not bad. It's fine. He's hot. Uh, He's six, two, he he played um, professional volleyball for a while, just like perpetually tan and mm-hmm. light brown hair, like honey brown eyes. Really, nothing bad. It, yeah, it was it was pretty. Anyway, so uh, I go to order my drink, and he says, "Well, 
what do you have? And I said, I can't remember. It was something like, um, like a champagne and vodka. And he looks at me and he says, no, that's not possible. And I kind of got confused and said, well, it, I just had it. I just had one. So <laughs> it's, I don't know what to do. Are you kidding? And he said, you can't make a drink with those things. I was like, I don't, what is this guy doing? So I said, well, the waitress got it for me, the, the bartender. So he s- proceeds to snap his fingers oh, no. at the bartender. Uh-uh. Unbeknownst to him, this was a neighborhood bar for me. So I knew her. Uh-huh. So she came over and she's kind of looking at me like, what is up? And he says, she thinks she ordered a drink with champagne or vodka or something that's not possible and she said oh yeah it was the honey baby is what they called it Uh the honey baby you want another one and I said okay and I didn't look at him but I just kind of smiled a little I could see him in my peripheral and he's looking at me I mean if his eyes could literally burn into the side of my face (laughs) He motions for me to come closer. Come here. I'm scared. And now I'm I'm like, I don't I don't like this. But I was kind of intrigued. So I said, you know, I just kind of looked at him like East Coast starts coming out. What? Come here. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm-mm. So eyebrows are now raised and so is my blood temperature. So I lean in slightly and he says, Don't you ever speak to me that way again in front of another woman no no oh yeah so i proceeded to say no problem check please i had another guy who met me for drinks we were 20 minutes into the date he was fine he was nothing that he said he was he oh. uh, none of the guys ever look like what their profile pictures really he, no guys always look older substantially oh, older interesting yes apparently we lie about our weight okay. they lie about their age okay they're also entrepreneurs all of them all uh, of them yeah and by that this particular guy meant that he had been a bus driver but he had this idea that he wanted to buy speedboats and have like a luxury taxi service from Embarcadero over to Alameda. That's actually kind of genius. It is a genius idea, but he didn't have a job or any means to be able to put this idea together. But he on paper was an entrepreneur. So (laughs) my God, I should have like known at that point. No, there's too many like weird things that are happening. Uh, He said, Hey, tell you what, why don't you get the drinks here? And I've got a really nice bottle of wine at home. We end up going to the CVS, which is like right around the corner. Mm -mm. He goes in, says, Oh, I think there's some wine on sale in back here. Now, mind you, we had gone to a place in Alameda, and the only reason I remember this is because of what transpired, but it was $68 for our drinks and appetizers. Ooh. So we go to CVS, and I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but I sound like a jerk. I don't care. <laughs> he goes to the sales section. He's got his $7.99 bottle of 
great wine that uh-huh. he supposedly had at home and then proceeds to ask me if I have my rewards card, which I didn't have one, and then yelled at the lady at the counter uh-huh. and insisting that she could use hers so that he could get his discount oh, no. for the $7 bottle of wine. Uh-huh. Again, I should have run. Uh-huh. My fault. Red flags. But I didn't. Yeah. We went back to his quote unquote place. He's like, let's go hang out in my room. And I noticed that there's another guy in the bedroom with us. And he's like, oh, don't mind him. It's just my roommate, but we don't talk. So he no. trying to kind of put a move on. We're sitting in a room no. with another man <laughs> no. who's no. not making eye contact. No. There were four or five lava lamps. That the, that was the lighting in the house. <laughs> it was... Too many. I had to go. Yeah. I put my drink down and I said I had to go to the bathroom again. And I, <gasps> I Irish goodbye You did? Yeah. And I saw him at a uh, at the Starbucks on the corner oh, no. like a year later and almost threw my drink on him because I was trying to get out of there. I saw him and I was like, oh my God. And so I squished my coffee <laughs> cup and it like flew everywhere and it kind of, I like turned into him, you know, and he's like, ah. So I burned him with my coffee. I'm trying to run out of the Starbucks. Bridget has suffered, but she literally made her dreams come true. What were those dreams? So what were you looking for during that time? What was the goal of dating? I absolutely 100% believe that I manifested my now fiance. Okay. 100%. I did my little affirmations in the morning and my gratitude and I had my little vision board and I did I did all of the things like related to finding a partner yes specifically I mean shut your mouth I wanted a big family I wanted to have a a sense of roots because I've moved so much in my life I wanted I've got it written down. It's in my journal, too. I mean, I, I specifically, I can show you. And you don't know Mario that well, but as you would get to know him, you'd be like, you're real freaky. Like, that's crazy. That's <laughs> uh-huh. crazy. I wanted somebody who had a ability to be an alpha male, but was not with me. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted somebody who was highly evolved in, in terms of communication and being able to connect with me, somebody who is kind. I was just looking for somebody who could tolerate my family because mm. they're so strange. <laughs> but he, he loves them so much and they love him. And everything is so unbelievably connected. Um, so I had written all these things down and and I knew I was shooting for the stars, but why shouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Um, and if I got most of them or some of them and that's what I thought I'd get, yeah. then that would be enough and that would be good and I'd be happy with that. But how did she find this perfect person for her? When I first moved here, I used to run. I would uh, run to the end of my block. I would huff it up one of those Oakland hills 
two blocks and uh, turn around and come back. And I do that 10 times. So it took a long time. (laughs) Um, But I did it five or six days a week. On the weekends at my turnaround point, there was a house and the the people who lived there would leave the door open and they had a little Boston Terrier and he would sit and at his front door and he would see me coming. So he would come out and, and you know, I had my earbuds in. So yeah. he, he would kind of startle me, you know, so I, oh my God, Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, I'd kind of look for the people and I felt like there was just this mass amounts of people must have lived in this mm-hmm, house because mm-hmm. it was just so many different people all the time. But I did notice there were two guys that I would consistently see. I talked to him once in a while. Hey, how, what's your dog's name again? Oh, it's Popeye. Oh, okay, great. So I figured what a nice gay couple um so I stopped doing that run maybe three or four years ago and two and a half years ago I was just at wit's end I had just gone on my last weirdo date um there was a guy who kept palming my face he would sit next to me and and he would just reach his palm out and he would cup my entire cheek and my face, but it was with the hand that was closest to him, to my closest cheek mm-hmm. on my, it was so awkward. And I kept thinking if this guy gives me a zit, I'm going to be so pissed and please don't, please don't touch my entire face like that. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you doing that? No, he, no, stop it. No. <laughs> stop it. And um, I am logging on. I haven't been on in, you know, a few days and I see a message. Ugh. All right. What is this? So I open it up and it starts out very romantic. The opening line says, I don't know how to not make this sound creepy, but I am the owner of Popeye. Now, what <laughs> I read in that moment was... I don't know how to make this sound creepy. I own a Popeye's chicken. Okay. So, to which I immediately responded, nope, thank you. I've never been there. While I appreciate that, I absolutely not. Thank you for your time. Popeye's is delicious. I've never, no, nope. I just knew that this guy was going to show up in some like Popeye suit you know, or something he wasn't actually going to own the Popeye's chicken. He right, was he's, just, a, he's a quote entrepreneur. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And by that, you know, he's their mascot. So um, uh, he immediately responded back and was, you know, said, no, 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 I'm the guy. I you, you used to run by my house all the time. It was my little dog Popeye that would bark at you. When I open my eyes. Bridget and Mario, the Popeyes guy, are getting married in just a few months. I didn't have the opportunity to do any of this online dating stuff, so I know I sound like a big old grandma when I talk about it, and it's not that new. We're going to talk to two friends that actually met their partners online way back in the late 90s, early 2000s. First up is Eric. We've been married for nine years together for almost 15. Mm -hmm. Where did you meet? 
actually, we met online before meeting online was a thing. Oh, my god. We met in a chat room. Oh, chat room. And we were not intending on being anything other than friends. What was the topic? It was a gay chat room. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was it was a gay chat room where most of the people were there to hook up, and I was not that guy. I've never been that guy. <laughs> but I started talking to this weird guy who was into horror movies and fantasy stuff, and I was like, you're actually, like... I, at that point, at that point in my life, well, before I met him, I had never had any gay friends that were openly gay. Right. So he was like my first gay friend. And then we went out, we met, we went out for a walk on the beach in Alameda because I used to live in Alameda. Uh And there was a moment I kept trying to get him to like engage with me in that fashion because (laughs) I'm shy. But there was a moment when he was, we were about to go back. He was about to drop me off. And I was like, if I don't kiss this guy. I will regret it for the rest of my life. Uh, and then I kissed him. Oh, and we've been together ever since. Oh, yay. We've never been, I, I've, we've never broken up. I don't understand the, I would rather break up the, with, with you than work on something that's hard. Mm-hmm. So we, we have the hard conversations. We do the work. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've been together for 15 years. <laughs> have you ever done marriage counseling? No, we haven't. Though we, pro- there were a couple of times that we probably should have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because... Especially in relationships, you know, in long-term relationships, you start to get to the point where in arguments where there are sides. Yeah. And when you're starting to pull in other people to, <laughs> no, to support your do side. That. Do not do that. It's, that's, that's when you need to go talk to a third party who has no skin in the game. Right, right, That's right. what therapy is all about. It's, it's, an, it's a neutral party who literally is only there to support you. Uh-huh. So therapy is good. Yeah. So in your relationship with Jason, you know, are you the one that kind of goes out and finds friends for you or not at all? No, he is the outgoing one. He is the one who makes friends at the gas station and make, he has friends everywhere. Yeah. I honestly, I honestly can say my husband is the nicest person I've ever met in my entire life, which is why it's good that I'm his husband because then I prevent people from taking advantage of him. Yes. (laughs) Like he, he, I I love him, but he needs a keeper, not because he needs someone to take care of him, but because he needs someone to protect him from all the jerks. Right. (laughs) Next is Amy, and you might remember her from the fun employment episode. So this past March, it was our 20-year oh anniversary. 20 years? Yeah. That's so long. And then in December, it'll be our 16-year oh, wedding anniversary. Oh, fun. Wow. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. We're not real big on the wedding anniversaries. No. For the 10-year the anniversary, we got the 13 tattoos. Oh, okay. That's yeah. a good one. And that was... Because we met on March 13th and then got married on December 13th. Our 10-year anniversary was on Friday the 13th in the year 2013. Oh my god! So that's when we're like, okay. You have to. Yes. We've been talking about it for a long time. It's your lucky number. Yes. <laughs> we've been talking about it for a long time. And we're like, this seems like the right reason to do this. That's adorable. How you and Josh met each other. <laughs> right. And fell in love. Yes. So we were both on a listserv for the Afghan wigs. Let me know if I need to explain what a listserv is for your listeners. (laughs) You absolutely do. (laughs) So before there was social media, Mm -hmm. there were listservs. I think this was even before like chat rooms. No. 
Maybe same time. Yeah, maybe yeah. same time. Because this was like 1998. Okay. 1998. And somebody had posted an interview with the lead singer, Greg Dooley, who in the interview like went on and on about Jennifer Lopez's spectacular ass. Uh-huh. This was, there was no J-Lo yet. <laughs> right. She had been a fly girl and she was an actress. Like she was in, if you have not seen Out of Sight, Steven Soderbergh adaptation of an Elmore Leonard book abs- with George Clooney and Jennifer uh-huh. Lopez, go see it. It's so good. Okay. <laughs> and she's good in it. Um, anyway, I made a comment like, you got to love a man who loves an ample ass. And then Josh replied and I had seen him and he always signed off like Josh in Austin. So I knew he lived in Austin, Texas. And I always really liked his posts. They were always very thoughtful and interesting. And so his reply was, I have one thing to say to those skinny chicks, eat a fucking cheeseburger. (laughs) So then we like started talking and finally like the moderator owner of it was like, can you guys take this offline? So we like emailed a lot after that. And when the band came to town to play the Fillmore, the keyboardist who was on the listserv, like as an observer, like emailed me and asked me where to go vinyl record shopping. Uh He's like, see that you live in the Bay Area. You seem to be really knowledgeable about it. So I gave him some ideas and then I ended up going to like the after show at the Fillmore. Like I had seen the manager and he gave me a pass and hung out with this keyboardist who after that he then texted or not texted, emailed Josh (laughs) and said that he, he had hung out with me and that I was really cool and a quote unquote fine your looking young woman and he's <laughs> and he should pursue this oh so we kept emailing and then we had our first phone conversation which was seven hours long oh and then like three months after that i flew out to austin to go to south by southwest and stay with josh and had a backup plan with a friend in san antonio uh-huh which i didn't end up needing uh, it was very nerve-wracking i was very nervous like we dropped my bag off and then immediately went and got food and drinks uh-huh. um but it was very uncomfortable for a while he really? was not like we'd exchanged photos but i didn't feel like any of the photos exactly matched what he looked like and yeah did you think he was cute not immediately like no. it wasn't And this is where I think it was great that we met the way we did because, like, physically he wasn't what I typically went for. Uh And if we had ever just, like, met in a bar or something, I don't think anything would have happened. Yeah. He would have thought I talked too much. And I would have thought he talked not enough. Uh (laughs) And it wouldn't have gone anywhere. But, like, we really got to know each other, like, emotionally and intellectually before, like, dealing with any of the physical stuff right like we right. actually like knew each other by the time we met and yeah um but we've we pretty quickly realized how much we liked each other and yeah. like the physical stuff fell into place right and, right right yeah yeah did the physical stuff fall into place that weekend <laughs> <laughs> well i was i was actually there for like a week oh okay yeah so that week yes the physical <laughs> stuff fell into place that week 
Okay, good. Yeah. Which felt weird. Really? Just because I was like, okay, I'm serious about this guy and it feels real quick to do this, except that it wasn't because we had been talking for three months. Right, 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 right. That's what I had to tell myself was... To rationalize. No, it's actually been... Well, because I was taking it very seriously and didn't want to, like, jump into it. Right. Because... Those things never went anywhere. <laughs> right. The things that you jump into. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it was important to me and I didn't want to mess it up. And yeah. And uh, here we are. And here you are. So what did you like most about him? It feels like it was so long ago now. It was so long ago. You were children. He just, he was very thoughtful when he says something like it's important and, and he listens and I'm not always so great at that stuff, but he's, mm-hmm. I really like to talk and don't always listen and um, just very caring and intellectual. Like he thought deeply about things mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he wasn't like typical guy. Yeah. Like in college, most of the guys I hung out with played rugby. Right. And were like, <laughs> they were real fun, but <laughs> But beyond that, like, not not the right people for me. Right. He was, like, your first boyfriend, right? Or, like, yes. most first and yeah. only yes. serious boyfriend. Yes. I love it. Which made me nervous at first, but... In what way? Just, I was like, I feel like I should have a couple, like, long-term relationships under my belt, but... Before you, like, put a ring on it? Yes. That whole thing? Yes. Yeah. But then it just felt right and yeah. seems to have worked out pretty well. Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of best case scenario, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the way we met really worked for me, too. I was really terrible at first dates. Really? I'm much more comfortable in a group. Even, like, talking to a uh-huh. group or whatever and a lot less comfortable one-on-one. one-on-one. yeah. First dates were always still sort of like superficial. Yeah. And by the time we met in person, all that like superficial stuff had passed. Yes. You were past that. And then we dated long distance for like a year and a half. And then I moved to Austin. Oh my gosh. And we were there for two years. And then we came back here. Like very quickly after moving back here, we got engaged. Yeah. Think of the future that we could create. So what do you think? Has what we're attracted to evolved from tweenhood? I certainly hope so. And I think that that plays out in the stories we just heard. I mean, none of our friends said that the first thing that attracted them to their partner was that they were fine. But that physical attraction definitely fell into place pretty quickly, right? And yes, the internet played a role in these relationships, but it was really a mesh of their real lives and their online lives, creating that magical connection. Plus, a little matchmaking dog named Popeye. The tracks today are Blind Love Dub by Jerris, There's a Better Way by Love Shadow, Won't Say Love by You Are My Muse, Happy Place by Jeff Speed, and On the Beach by Pit X. (laughs) 